Hello, I'm Derek Mankey. This is uh, FortiGuard Live, and I'm joined today by my colleague and fellow analyst, Douglas Santos. Doug, you lead our advanced threat intelligence team. Lot, lot to unpack every day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <Roger> <laughs> welcome. Here. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome. And I know I, I get to work with you uh, every day and on, on mm -hmm. all this fun stuff. Um, today, for our viewers, I wanted to talk about our uh, biannual threat landscape report. So as I said, a lot to unpack in this. There's, uh, this is the work of six months of data reflection analysis. And I know you, you've been on the front lines analyzing this data, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so let's start with some of the highlights, Doug. Uh, ransomware, okay. of course, uh, this is a household name as we know now. It's talked about, it's not going away. It has, it's been around for, um, you know, as, as a large-scale issue for over a decade now yeah but it seems to constantly be changing in one form or another right we've talked about the targeted attacks with ransomware before and what we um saw in in the report and i know you went through this data was yeah. that um we are seeing uh an, a surge still for 12 months it's mm -hmm. literally a, a relentless wave of ransomware that uh, yeah. in terms of volume and detections but yeah. what we call it out in the report is that we actually saw a double uh, a double growth uh, yeah. for variants in ransomware. So what does that mean? Yeah, so we've seen a consistent grow in volume, right? For the for last one and a half, two years, just increasing number of hits in our sensors. But for the last six months, we actually saw increase the number of signatures, right? Which which means that these uh, these cyber criminals are actually making the var more variance and more which which means that we're ha we have more difficulty in trying to keep up with them so we have to release more signatures for this last six months the volume has sta has stayed consistently with a few peaks but the number of variants the number of, of detections that we are where we're getting on specific variants has been has doubled right so yeah. that just that just shows um, and at a, at a very clear paints a, a very clear picture that the, there's more people in coming into these criminal affiliate networks, right? So ransomware as a service continues to grow, and uh, it's it's just one of the biggest issues, right? And yeah, there's, there's yeah. not only just one platform; it's across all platforms. We've seen uh, ransomware targeting a lot of Windows machines, ESXi's, Linux machines, uh, just to mention a few, right? It's it's yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah, that, that's a great point. So, you know, what, what you see in, um, you know, figure 11 from our report uh, mm -hmm. shows the ransomware volume over the last 12 months. And that's a lot <laughs> of volume as, yeah. as it is, right? This is something, it, it, it's almost almost identical from what we saw, um, you know, in our last report for the second half of 2021. But as we mm -hmm. note, um, that the number of variants have doubled. So you have this formula come together where not not only is it the volume, that relentless volume you still got to worry yeah. about, but also these variants. And, and it's a good point that the variants uh, come with different platforms. That's why we're seeing yeah. these variants, right? Different platforms, the ransom as yeah. a service model, affiliates get, you know, um, basically sign up to these campaigns, create new variants yeah. with that. And um, of course, defense evasion, which which we'll talk about a bit later uh, in yeah. terms of sophistication. So it literally is uh, omnipresent. Um, and th these are the drivers behind it. Um, again, a good reason why you need good behavioral-based detection because, yes. uh, you know, <laughs> each and, and with each one of these campaigns, they have a different playbook in mind, right? Some will do phishing, some will do drive-by downloads, some will yeah. do... Yeah, uh, supply chain compromise, which yeah. seems to be trending, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, so so moving on from um, ransomware, what I'd like to talk about next uh, is uh, you know very some very interesting data that we showcased in, in the report. And I know we were referring to this as the danger zone. And, oh yeah, um, you know we we called this out in in Figure Four. So first of all, um, not surprising, right? Log4j was still our number one detection. Mm-hmm. Um, a bulk of that happened back in that January timeframe at the beginning yeah. of the report. It, it was just a, a behemoth, right? So that's what we did see in the report. But I think more interesting is that if we looked at um, we, we looked at two things this time, right? We looked at mm-hmm. unpatched vulnerabilities. So real, yeah. this is an attack surface conversation. Yes. And what attackers are going after. Um, maybe you can walk us through the sort of thought process here and what that means, Doug. Yeah, so we try to understand what are the most uh, vulnerable vulnerable devices out there in terms of what which which vendors and which technologies are the last least unpatched right so yeah when we get that data set we try to say okay if we we understand that these are the most unpatched services technologies and operating systems so let's try to compare this data on what we're seeing on the wild in terms of IPS detections that were made to counter to do the virtual patching of these unpatched vulnerabilities and that that basically allowed us to create what what we we we, we call the danger zone, right? So yeah. it's just uh, to showcase and 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 to shine a light specifically on the prioritization schedule for patching and in any given environment, right? And one thing that actually got my attention to that is that the two most uh, exploited vulnerabilities that have un- most, most unpatched uh, devices running are from 2022, right? So, yeah. and I was looking at those specific vulnerabilities and they were, I think they were, they were both from from May. So it's less, less than five to four months, right? Old. And that, that, that specific point lead us to understand and to, and to comprehend that the cyber criminals are so more so much quicker in understanding that something is vulnerable and going through the process of creating a working proof of concept exploit. And on yeah. those two specific vulnerabilities itself, it's not like a log4j vulnerability because a log4j we have this, uh, the source code is in the public domain. There's a lot of, of of vulnerable devices out there, you know, and it's easy to come with a proof proof of concept exploit. The, those two vulnerabilities that are at the top on the, in the danger zone are on closed source uh, vulnerabilities. So that alludes to the to the growth of, of the cyber criminal affiliate networks because they they have a lot uh, they have more power and more and more knowledge more knowledgeable people working for them. So they are able to in less than three four months create a working exploit that can be deployed on the wild to exploit those unpatched vulnerabilities. I mean, and, that's, and dominate, that's dominate the attack surface that way. Yeah. Um, and it's a good point on the closed source uh, vulnerable yeah. exploit code, because what that really shows is that weaponization phase that we talk about with cyber yeah. criminals, right? That they're just becoming more agile and quick to weaponize yeah. that and and, um, yeah. and and then capitalize on that. Yeah. The other the other interesting thing we saw, um, well, that's very true. What you talked about the the, the most highest spread vulnerability and attacked uh, were those twenty twenty two CVEs. Um, yeah. But we also saw a lot 
from uh, of old ones again, right? So it is a, a mixed bag, right? A lot of two, uh, 2014, 2015, you know, yeah. uh, even dating back to 2013, which means we're seeing these unpatched and under uh, active attack, right? And, you know, when it's that continuous patch management cycle that we talk about, yeah. but what's interesting about this danger zone diagram, you know, figure four, as we call it in the report, is that this this is an, a practical guide to look at real problems that are out there and what's being attacked, right? NIST and the MVD, they track 180,000 vulnerabilities. Yeah. That's way too much for any CISO to, to, yeah. to keep some up at night, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're calling out just handfuls here and it's really yeah. a, a, this is a CISO guide priority conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, CISOs need to prioritize everything, right? They need to prioritize resources. They need to to prioritize their agendas. And I mean, the, this this data that we're providing in this report, I think it's of unparalleled value to CISOs, right? Because if you have yeah. like a hundred vulnerabilities and you you don't understand which ones are being attacked, how do you prioritize? There's no way, right? So this this is. Uh, this is just uh, an amazing yeah. piece of, of data that they can actually uh, work with, right? And this is a, um, uh, a, a, a digest, right? It's a zoomed yeah. in version of that, where we also called out in the same section, uh, just to put it in, into context, in terms of what we see overall of all attack vulnerabilities, it was about 15,000 out of 180,000, yeah. right? So yeah. you don't have that. That's another conversation, right? Yeah. We have 180,000 total. We're actually only seeing about 15,000 really being attacked. But here are the the top movers, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's a really good way to to break it down and and approach it. Yeah. Um, so moving on from um, vulnerabilities, and by the way, there was also a section on, there's a lot of data in the report. There was mm -hmm. a section on OT vulnerabilities where we actually mm -hmm. show another zoom in just for vertical because OT is one of the hottest you know, uh, sectors being attacked right now. And the, the, the takeaway from that we saw was that it's not just about one or two or, or even three or five or 10 uh, OT vendors, um, you know, it's a lot. So it's a scatter chart, it's a spread, it's showing that they're all mm -hmm. being targeted. Attacked. Um, and again, that shows more investment from from cyber criminals mm -hmm. where where they're targeting and going after. Um, I want to um, mm -hmm. talk about the sophistication element, right? Mm -hmm. So what we call out in the report was um, wipers. Um, this was very interesting because wipers was something that we saw maybe once a year over the, yeah. the course of the last decade. Very tied to nation state targeted attacks, heavily, um, you know, focused on on usually just one one organization or one target. Um, mm -hmm. What's interesting this year is, of course, we've seen seven new wipers. Um, that's mm -hmm. a lot. So we we had a blog that we released on this. Um, we we know that we've seen this new technology, mm -hmm. uh, this weaponized technology, essentially uh, malware. Um, and it, but it was largely tied to the conflict in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What we saw in the report, and I know you went through this data, and I think this was quite surprising, was, wait a minute, this is not just about Ukraine. We, we in yeah. fact, saw those seven new wipers um, in, you know, um, be under quite a bit of activity in yeah. different regions. I think it was something like 24 countries, right? Yeah, especially EMEA, right, I guess. Yeah. And it, it's it, the wiper is a completely different thing from any other malware that we're seeing that 
from rats because rats is mainly espionage. So someone yeah. trying to get a hold of your data, stole your secrets. Ransomware is like about financial gain, right? But wipers is just to destroy anything that's 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 there, right? It's like an atomic nuclear bomb, right? It's just it doesn't it just tries to cause destruction. And we see those uh, mostly uh, when there's a as a physical war going on as well, and uh, it, it 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 kind of uh, falls into the the cyber domain as well. We've seen the, the Shamoon uh, Mauer uh, Viper like in 2017, 2016, if I'm not mistaken, uh, attacking oil companies as well. And it's so the Vipers is more 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 tired when there is actual, an actual conflict going on, right? And that's why we're seeing it so at a, such a higher. Uh, rate right now. That's that's because yeah, and and the, the thing is, these samples are available, right? Um, yeah. And so when uh, it's like that closed source, um, you know, uh, weaponization of the exploits we talked about with this, mm -hmm. it's it's clearly falling into other hands because oh, we're yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. a big yeah, spread yeah. in other countries, and that's the concerning part, I think. Right? That that was the surprising element to me when we look at it is that we're seeing this in in different areas, and I I fully expect that. To be tied at some point to cybercrime, it's just a matter yeah. of time, I think, right? Yeah. For monetization as well. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing on the sophistication is mm -hmm. we had an, another update following from our last report on the on MITRE attack um, yeah. from the uh, TTPs. What yes. was interesting here was that the number one tactic, as we saw last time, was defensive yeah. aid, but in fact, I think it grew because it was about. 15 almost 59 percent uh, of yeah. all tactic activity related to, to defense evasion yeah. and in figure 10 uh, we actually show a breakdown of all the different techniques that are related uh, to that and just looking at this visual it's it's a lot right it's not just about uh, again one two or three different techniques that as the miter attack framework grows cyber criminals are adopting those techniques to try to evade controls right yeah i mean it makes sense if you if you look at the amount of techniques that a malware must employ in order to carry on its malicious activity. You have always multiple layers of defense evasion, right? You have uh, obfuscation of streams, uh, URLs, domains. You have uh, anti-sandboxing, anti-analysis techniques. So they 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 stack up, right? So yeah. and that means that uh, we need to be able to have deep visibility on all aspects of our network and our and our devices, right? Because this is specifically uh, looking at EDR data set, right? And sandbox data set, which means that those are so th those are um, uh, malicious activities that has slipped through traditional security products, right? So they're really advanced threats. And obviously that really advanced threats will have multiple layers of evasion, right? And yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, it's how it is, yeah. Yeah, it's all part of that attack chain, but again, yeah. zoomed in, this high-resolution intelligence that we yeah. talk about. And and you're absolutely right. The good news here is that we are, like, this, this what we represent here is an actual heat map, is detections, because yeah. we're, we're able to track and, and have visibility on these, which, as you said, good news is it means we, we actually support these techniques. We can actually mitigate them in real time with sandboxing, real-time sandboxing, and also... Um, 40 EDR, as you said, as yeah. well, too. Um, but, you know, like, that's why it's very important to have visibility in this because that list keeps mm -hmm. on growing and they're not mm -hmm. going to stop this game, right? Yeah. They're going to keep on 
um, you know, uh, investing in, into these techniques and creating new ones as well, too. Yeah. And that, that provides such an invaluable information, right, to cyber defenders worldwide, because uh, at first you need to defend when, when security first uh, was, uh, was, was starting to become a real thing. You have to, oh, you have to have all the hashes, then you have to have all, all the web filtering uh, protection. Yeah. Well, first yeah. it was block reports, IP tables, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And then now you have the MITRE attack framework that allows you to actually run uh, pen testing and, and security evaluations based on the playbooks, right? And this is why yeah. this data is so has so much value to cyber defenders worldwide because even when you think about the MITRE attack framework, there's 14 tactics, uh, 500, almost 500 techniques, and, um, and within each one of those techniques, there are infinite ways of implementing them. So TTP, static techniques and procedures. So uh, there are infinite ways to, to at the procedure level, to implement a technique. So how do you focus, right? How do you prioritize? And the report is, is there to help you help cyber defenders guide their, their, their defensive uh, exercises. Yeah. And I, as you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. I, I find this fascinating. This is an entirely different conversation. It's really yeah, exciting yeah. to ha have this, um, you know, at, um, high resolution threat intelligence, mm -hmm. we call it in, yeah. in, in the report, something we'll continue to build on for sure. Follow up on. I know you're working very closely, uh, you know, with MITRE as we are mm -hmm. a research partner with MITRE and the Center for Threat Informed Defense. And that's where a lot of this good stuff <laughs> yeah. is uh, yeah. coming from as well. Um, yeah. Not to mention the product support we have too. So, yes, um, great. Well, hey, Doug, uh, want to thank you for your time again. I know you're busy. Um, mm -hmm. We we all are. Got to get back yeah. to uh, being on the front lines. Yeah. Um, but really appreciate your time. Um, this is Derek Menke again with Forty Guard Live. You can check out all the updates on the threat report and our research series on blog.fortinet.com under threat research for all the latest updates. So again, it's Derek Menke. Joining me, uh, as always, was Doug again. Thanks, Doug. Signing off with 49 Live. Yes.